Arriba. Counter down in Spanish this time. That's very cool. Because it's after dark and we do whatever we want. <laughs> We're Spanish Chev! after dark. <laughs> Chev, you're back. Oh my god, I just I yelled into my thing and I just saw the audio input capture <laughs> thing just, just shoot go, up. Oh, just, just, no, just, no, it just read it out. It was completely red. <laughs> that reminds me it of was like, like was, was it Wii Bowling? Or no, it was Wii Golf. Where like you swing too hard and then the, the red meter goes up to the top and it goes, and you're like, darn, mm. I'm not going to make this putt. I heard they exactly. made a sequel to that that's coming out on Switch. Might have oh, to buy one. Bet. I can use some more well, sports in my life. But that's not what we're here to talk about, Julian. Come on. Stop getting Chev, me off topic. This is this is this is after dark. We're here to talk about all the important things. Chev, you missed it last week. Eric and I actually talked about how to um how to pay less taxes. Basically ha, ha, tax evasion, mm-hmm. really. Oh, we love we some about. good tax evasion. I also heard you mentioned yeah. uh, the Selenia Dark Angel deck, which ooh, we love we love to give Selenia the respect she deserves. It's a good oh, yeah. it's a good yeah, fine yeah. deck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We mentioned her. Um, yeah, we had a great time. But I'm glad that you're back, and I'm glad that we're doing our second installment in what appears to now be a recurring series. Uh, three we brews. decided it's recurring. <laughs> two bros and one broadcast. Yeah, we have, because uh, when we first started After Dark, I'm sorry, when we first started After Dark, uh, there had not been a set release yet. But this is our first set release, so we decided that... Uh, we're gonna Every do time it. a set comes around. Well, I mean, when they release like 40 freaking commanders with every set, might as well just... Exactly. You know, Everyone who doesn't want us to them. do this, speak now. Awesome. We're doing it. They had their chance. All in favor. All in favor. Amazing. <laughs> so, if y'all don't know what this is, uh, we go into Scryfall. We, we pull up all the legends from the newest set. This this one, of course, being Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, we We go to Google... And we use a random number generator. We get a number, and then we pick that number off the list, and we talk about that commander for a little bit, That's how true. we would brew it, uh, what the sort of build paths are. And we're probably going to do three because that's how we already branded the segment. So, so there is, there's one caveat here, right? So we're, we're going to pick off legal commanders, uh, but we try to avoid the <clears throat> face commanders of the commander decks. So we're not doing Chisuro mm-hmm. and the uh, pilot or whatever from the UW Someone one. Yep. And then we're also avoiding the shrine creatures. They are technically legendary, but they're uncommon creatures that are definitely built more to be legendary due to function as opposed to commander. So we don't we don't really want to talk about one random shrine in the command zone, so we, we skip that cycle as well. Yep. Alright, Chev, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Alright. Generate number. Number fifteen. Number fifteen. Alright, so it's four a row. We got some quick math. We're in the fourth row. Kosei, Penitent Warlord. One and two oh, we green. Just... Oh, 05. We talked about this uh, on the cast that will come out after this one releases. So this is In a like bit two of a, days. <laughs> a little bit of a sneak yeah. peek. Um, I believe this is Eric's favorite new commander from the set. Uh, Kosei Indeed. is an 05 for three. As long as legendary creature, Ogre Samurai. As long as Kosei, Penitent Warlord is enchanted, equipped, and has a counter on it which, for those who are wondering, is all the conditions of modified as well. So modified, you know, cares about those three things. Uh, Kosei has, whenever Kosei Penitent Warlord deals combat damage to an opponent, you draw that many cards, and Kosei deals that much damage to each other opponent. It's a bit of a heater. That is. So So there's a few things. Um, immediately, I'm thinking we want to be doing Voltron things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm thinking we want to have... Because... 
for him to do anything other than sit there, look pretty, and block for days, right? Uh, he needs one of each. Exactly. So I'm thinking we want a nice little spread of enchantments, equipments, and counters. Now, the good thing is we're in green, so it's not like we're going to have any issues returning things should Kose get removed, should equipments get removed. We have regrowths for days. The real question is how do we want to maximize mm-hmm. his destructive potential? I think the first thing that you put in this, um, just because it's literally right next to it on the list, is the Kodama of the West Tree, because that says modified creatures you control have trample, so that's Mm -hmm. going to enable Kosei, uh, when he's all beefed up, to actually deal that combat damage, in case you don't give him trample through another means. Right. And then also, whenever a modified creature you control deals combat damage to a player, you get to rampant growth, Uh, so that will just further enable the fact because you're probably going to have to play Kose a bunch Several because people times, are going to yeah. kill him. It, it's a very clear yeah. target. This reminds me a lot of the Thrun deck uh, that Oakley gifted me for Christmas. Thrun, of course, is oh, yes. Thrun the Last Troll. Uh, stats are relevant. Cost, I think, is four. But he has Hexproof mm-hmm. uh, and can't be countered. So the idea is... you And you, regenerate. And regenerate. So really yeah. hard to get rid of uh, Thrun and then you just load him up with all the enchantments and sorceries you or enchantments and equipments you want. And just swing for days. So while we're, we're losing the sort of protection, um, but we can get that back with, you know, Swift Foot Boots, Lightning Greaves, uh, all those good things. But we're, we're getting very good benefits and power-ups uh, of drawing a ton of cards and dealing a ton of damage. So I'm thinking a, a shell is probably very similar in terms of what you want, but you probably want to focus on recursion of the pieces you have. So definitely thinking of a lot more equipment than source uh, than uh, auras probably, since you know when a creature with an equipment on it is uh, destroyed, the equipment sticks around. Tanuki Transplanter I think is in the same commander deck, two four for four uh, with reconfigure that new ability that allows them to function as a creature when they're not in equipment. Um, but I'm also thinking things, and we'll we'll go into this also in depth on the pod in a couple of days. But effects like Rancor for your auras, so they come back to uh, your hand when the creature dies. And I'm also thinking a lot of totem armors. I think there's three or four totem armors in green alone. So that way, you know, you're, you're losing oh, your yeah. enchantment. But if you have multiple ones on there uh, or, or a couple more in hand, you're able to kind of stem the tide or stem the bleeding uh, of losing your commander. Because I think now between Heroic Intervention as well and the new Silk Guard... You can also just try to avoid um, Kosei being removed in the first place. Like we have, we want ways to recur it, but we have plenty of ways to maintain indestructibility or shroud um, should something try and get through and kill our commander. I think another cool thing would be cards that can get you to double count for this this modified trifecta oh, that you need. Yeah, yeah. Uh, immediately comes to mind is Armory of Eroes. Mm-hmm. which is a two-mana artifact, equipment, equips for two, and then whenever the equipped creature attacks, you put a 1-1 counter on it. Yep. So now all of a sudden, with one attack of this, you're getting two of those things that you need. You probably will already be able to uh, put an aura on it. I, I love the ranker idea, um, Trev. That's that's just beautiful. Um, there's, there's especially a since others. Kosei doesn't need uh, any toughness buffs. No. He, he's fine <laughs> and, in the butt And 5 is going to be he, fine. Yeah. There, there's a couple more, too, that I'm, I'm surprised. There's there's Army of Aroas. There's also Ring of Colonia. It's a little more expensive, um, but it gives it trample mm. as well. And so that is, at the beginning of each upkeep, put a 1-1 counter on it, as opposed to just attacking, too. So it's going to grow. Even if your opponents have a threat, you can kind of wait until it makes sense to attack. Or the more recent Sword of Hours, 
again, two mana, uh, two mana equip whenever it attacks, put a 1-1 counter on it. But the other additional benefit is whenever equipped creature deals combat damage, roll a d12. If the result oh, is yeah. greater than the damage dealt or the result is 12, double the number of 1-1 counters on that creature. So that might not be, you know, useful more than once or twice, but it's still, as we say, a strict upgrade to Armory of Aroas. I think also double strike. We should we should focus and and mention that a trigger that deals with whenever combat damage is dealt, um, you have double strike. It's going to deal it twice. So something like Fire Shrieker is going to be very helpful in here as an equipment uh, because then we'll get double the card draw, double the damage, and double the people who are no longer going to be our friends. It's fine. They'll be out of the game. Exactly. So we don't need to worry about them. Um, I'm trying to do a quick scryfall search for ways that we can get funky on uh, interpreting what counter means uh, because we uh, saw with Ikoria okay. and then yep. also um, I think a little bit in the commander deck at least uh, counters that are like vigilance counters trample right. counters mm -hmm. so I know that um, Titanoth Rex cycles to put a trample counter on something but I'm trying to find uh, uh, any literally any other card yeah. that puts the thing is, there's, there's actually a reason why a little bit. Definitely, there is um. There is. You could play fully. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about combat tricks, but fully grown is two and a green for plus three, plus three tramp, plus three, plus three, plus three, and put a trample on it. But it's an instant. Um, mm -hmm. There are a few cards from Amonkhet that say, um, put a minus one, minus one on like okay. a creature. Mm -hmm. So. I don't love it, but it's a way to enable that if you really need to. There's right. a generous patron, mm -hmm. which, uh, oh, those are plus one, plus one counters. Now, I'm trying to get cute with this, but there are plenty of ways to put plus one, plus one counters. Right, on right. Things. There's there's normal um, ways. It might be, you know, if you're trying to do a budget build, putting a minus one, minus one counter, because most auras, most equipments are going to buff the stats in some way. And granted, you, you do care about the amount of damage you're dealing, so you don't really want to lose much since the abilities of damage dealt and cards drawn are tied to it. Uh, but that is, you know, I'm sure the minus one, minus one counter cards are going to be cheaper uh, than the other ones. But when you have things like Snakeskin Veil, uh, that's just put a 1-1 one, one counter on it, it gains a hexproof until end of turn um, for one mana and 25 cents. Putting the counters, I think, is going to be the least problematic part of this whole enterprise. Uh, where yeah, all right. I, I, I give up on this. I give up on this tricky. Uh, just play um, a, a Chev Classic. Is it? I believe it's Hydra's Growth from Theros Hydra's Beyond growth. Death. We love it. Hydroid Growth. Hydroid. Nope, that's not Hydroid it either. Growth. Nope, that's not. That I typed wrong. Hydra's what, Growth. What's a Hydroid? So, so I Chev. Here's what happened. I typed Hydra's Growth in because mm -hmm. I was like, I think that's what it is, and then. Scryfall was like, yeah, that, there's nothing there, but did you mean Hydroid Growth? And I clicked on that link, and it was just like, gotcha, there's also nothing here. <laughs> <laughs> Your princess is in another castle. Um, I forget what it's called. It's something growth, but it's Hydra's uh, growth. Tuna it green. Is Hydra apostrophe S growth. Hydras. I was thinking multiple Hydras. R O U S. No, R Hydras. Hydras. Like an that adjective. That is not a word. It's. I think it's Hydrus. But anyway, <laughs> to be when it Hydra. enters, <laughs> it's it's an aura. When it enters, you put a 1-1 one, one counter on mm -hmm. the creature. And then at the beginning of your upkeep, you double the number. So this can get out of hand quite, quite quickly. Yes. I've seen it um, yep. in limited in uh, a few commander games as well. Yeah. Um, that makes me think of the, so, the one from the AFR uh, or Commander 21. Uh, it's equipment. I don't remember anything else about it. 
but I play it in my Humza deck where we care about 1-1 one, one counters. And it's like, I think Fractal Harness is the name of it. I don't... It, it, yes. A similar thing where we're doubling 1-1 one, one counters. Um, there, there are two. There's one that creates 0-0 zero, zero Fractals every turn with doubling the number of counters on them. And then there's another one that you equip it to a creature and it adds 1-1 one, one counters at an ex- exponential so, rate. Fractal Harness doubles whenever you attack. Gotcha. And then uh, I think you're thinking Paradox Zone. Yep, makes, I'm thinking Paradox Zone. Doubles, doubles the counters on that and then makes dudes. Um, but Beautiful. we didn't play that. Yeah. So I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Obviously, you're you're going to be dealing damage with Kosei. Um, the thing is, I'm trying to think of ways to give him unblockable. And other than Rogue's Passage, I can't think of any great ones. I don't think you want to run something like a Whisper Silk Cloak just because now you can't target him with all the other things that you want to target him with. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like... Especially in a Voltron deck, you, you're not going to have many other creature targets if you wanted to like move the Whisper Silk Cloak, attach other stuff, reattach it. I think Rogue's Passage is going to be your best one, but we're in green. So I think we're going to focus most on trample effects and ram through effects and things that where we're dealing with threats and getting through because we're removing threats because Kosei is so big, we're just going to fight them. I think, I think we're going to go with the tried and true, what green does best. That's legit. I will, of course say the guy who I'm like, I don't really like to have to compromise in my deck that wants to have all these different types of things to make sure he's as buff as possible. Mm-hmm. I don't like having to just like put a bunch of random fight spells in. So, so there but is that that's one, right? There's a Thornwood armor, I think from M 21. Uh, it's an aura. It gives a creature plus O plus two. Um, and when it enters the battlefield, it enters, creature it fights. fights it. So you, you yep. can double up on a couple yeah. of them. Yeah, there is definitely ways to do that. Um, Ooh, I, I've got a hot but, tech. I've got one more hot tech before we, we you know, wrap the segment up. Slippery please. Bog Bonder. Four mana, three, three. Oh, with from C20. Flash, hexproof. When it enters the battlefield, put a hexproof counter on target creature. Then move any number of counters from among creatures you control onto that creature. Get, makes Word. Kosei hard to stop. A counter that is incredibly relevant since we'll do be getting plus one plus one from the other stuff so i think that is an auto include in this deck bet i like that you've also got canopy cover for the unblockable thing you were talking about earlier uh enchant creature can't be blocked except by creature with the flying or reach and it can't be the target of spells or abilities your opponent's control so i think that's going to be a big thing too like we want to beef them up but one of either the equipment or the aura the first one at least is going to be giving a shroud or hexproof there is also, um, I believe the card is called Alpha Authority, which Ooh. gives it hexproof and can't be blocked by more than one creature. That's oh, another like one. That. Um, especially if you have a trample enabler, which you you really need in this deck. Yeah, you're going to um, want. Yeah. I, I might. I think. Oh, sorry. Good. I, I, I might take Kosei. Uh, I, I do plan to get the red green counters deck, mostly to strip for parts for Hamza. I might take Kosei and try it at the head of just the Thrun deck with no changes. See what happens because a lot of that build is going to be similar. Maybe I would need to replace a, two th- a few things with uh, things like if Hexproof or Shroud, but I think it's a very similar archetype, but probably very fun. Yeah. I was going to say you also could, if you really wanted to de optimize your deck, I guess you could play this in just a generic mono green good good things we care about modified yeah um yeah that is that is the the less intuitive way to build it um and then you just kind of have kosei as value i mean like we said he is just keyword big and he will provide um card draw and stuff Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i think 
if you want it to be good, you play Voltron. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna add a new little bit to this this recurring segment that we now have. Uh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna give this guy a grade. I'm gonna Ooh. give him a play Thrun out of ten uh, because I think you should just play something like Thrun over him. Even though I do like the way mm-hmm. that they're pushing, I think the fact that he's in a singular color. Uh, really limits what you're going to be doing. Right. Especially since it's already a Voltron, which is a very linear strategy. Yeah. And besides, I think the deals that much damage to each other opponent, the deals combat damage to uh, draw that many cards. I believe there's probably an aura that... There's Hunter's Insight. That's an instant. There are a couple auras that come close to that. So it's kind of like, you know, do we want Thrun that's automatically going to be harder to stop and then add this ability through an aura or equipment? Like a myriad, um, what is it? Sword of myriad or myriad sword or whichever one, um, sort of selves, I think it is. You equip it to a creature, it gives it myriad. So when you swing and attack, it makes copies of everything. Um, that might not work with legendary, but point well, is, they're legends. Yeah, yeah. You can. Oh, just fucking play mirror box. Let's go. <laughs> mirror box. You you can find ways to and deal. And it buffs them all. What? Wait, sorry. Hold up. Whoa, whoa. So if you play blade of if you play blade of selves, mm-hmm. and you also have mirror box. Mirror box says all your legends get plus one plus one, and then they get an additional plus one plus one for each creature Ooh, that shares that's their like name. Melee. Yeah. So now, we like so that. now you have plus. Th- three plus three on all of your koseis mm-hmm. i mean you're really reaching in terms of like having to have this combo but it's very cool yeah so uh, but but bringing back to the point like there are ways to yes, get koseis ability on something that is more tenable um so or, or persistent i would say so while i really like kosei and i think it's a a fun low-powered commander to kind of play maybe in your budget decks or something like that i i agree i think for the most part you're going to be wanting thrun over this because Auras and equipment will make up the difference for what you're lacking on the card itself. Bet. I think we've said enough about that. Yep, Shall we get another random number? Random Jeff? number. I Hit us really hope random. it doesn't say like 14. How about number eight? Let's go with number eight. Number eight. Ishin, two heavens is one. All right. We're, I think we should re-roll based on the fact we also talk about Ishin in um, our podcast in two days. Would you read Ishin just so people know what of we're course. talking about? Ishin Two Heavens is One is a red, white, black, 3-4 uh, human samurai. If a creature attacking causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger, that ability triggers an additional time. So this is a very similar text to Wolfgar uh, that came out as the replacement commander in the AFR uh, gruel-based deck. Um, Who we did we a did, group brew around. We did a group So there's brew several around. different ways. You, you can see exactly how we're... The, I mean, the colors are different, but you can see how we're strategizing. Mm-hmm. And while Wolfgar is only uh, when you attack, it also has melee uh, and costs, I think, a few mana more. So a, a bit different. It has an ability that will automatically benefit from the trigger. Uh, we have multiple different builds for it. Ishin is in colors that have more triggers. Uh, we, we kind of talk about some of the tech on the pod, so I don't want to go into it too much. Um, but is a very powerful commander. Very good stats. Uh, a little bit pushed for sure. Uh, but just remember when you're when you're building this or something like it, um, that it's all creatures attacking, uh, not just your own. So curses or um, other benefits or things that would prevent people from attacking you are going to trigger a second time. Yeah, the easy way to do this is samurai tribal because there's a bunch of things that say whenever a samurai attacks, Very whatever. Yeah, you get this, um, as well as like playing Alicia uh, who smiles at death. Yeah, I think this would, that. this would be able to come back from that too because three is, mana is good. Um, All right, well, us- no, no, no. You play Alicia in this deck and get two triggers from. Oh, her. gotcha. Yep. Yeah, but yeah. 
Give us another uh, number. Yeah, let's get another random number. Let's go oh, 30. 30. Now we really got to do math. Well, there's 31 cards, so we, we don't. The reality chip. All, All right. right. Let's talk about this <laughs> shit. Uh, reality chip is a blue and one O four legendary artifact creature. I don't know if I want to talk about equipment this equipment <laughs> jellyfish. We're doing it. Please read it. You may uh, so two mana O four uh, legendary artifact creature equipment jellyfish. You may look at the top card of your library anytime, as long as the reality chip is attached to a creature because it has a reconfigure. Uh, you may play lands and cast spells from the top of your library. It's a weird ass card, Julian. So, here's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that one. I don't know why this. Just answer this question. Just answer me yes or no. Is this card even any good? I think. That's not a yes or no, Chev. I need a yes or no. I was I was pausing for dramatic effect. I think it is. I think when you have a one. We, we're, we're talking about a commander that can come down turn two, uh, which is which is a powerful thing, and is instantly giving you a benefit from that, which is looking at the top card of your library. So now you can't do anything with that yet, but when you reconfigure on you know turn three, because maybe you played a one drop, um, or you know a couple turns later, and you can play the top card of your library, it just gives you additional hand size. So while this isn't a card that you kind of really build around, I don't think, and nor was this card I believe built for commander. It just Due to the story, due to the implications of it, uh, it, it mm-hmm. is legendary. I I think it's still fun and interesting to play around in the command zone. Now, it's also an artifact, too. So you know you have an always-on uh, artifact casting ability, should you so want it. Um, and then, of course, when you configure it with something and then you're casting off the top of your library, that can, of course, we've seen ways that that can get a little bit crazy. Because it's basically infinite we- hand size for as long as you have mana. So not infinite at all. Um, exactly. Unless you have infinite mana. Uh, so uh, the thing that I'm thinking, if if you were sadistic um, or foolish enough to play this as your commander, mm-hmm. you're, you're playing mono blue. So we have another mono uh, colored list. So already that poses its problems um, just because you have fewer options, obviously. Right. Uh, you can look at the top card of your library. Um, and if it's attached, you can play stuff off. So like you said, um, you're having extra information and essentially a larger hand size. I think you play this as combo city. I think you Mm -hmm. just play basically all of the degenerate blue combos. I mean, we've been uh, talking a lot about a bunch of the ones that are present in PDH. Obviously there's more powerful ones um, or upgraded versions of the same combo in regular EDH when we are playing with rares and mythics and stuff. Um, But since you can always be looking at the top, uh, you can be manipulating it with things like brainstorm, things like sensei's divining top, um, shuffle effects. I think you just play all the fetch lands so right. that you can really go through. And I think, yeah, I think you just play a really aggressive combo deck backed up with, of course, all the most disgusting free counter spells. Yeah. Um, because the reality chip is, I mean, as we heard from Eric uh, just recently, um, the reality chip does some nasty stuff. So if you're going to play this as your commander, I'm expecting you're going to do some do nasty some stuff. I, I think what you can also do is you can add a, a little bit Maybe you could go so far as to make it your strategy. I'm not sure if I would uh, say advocate for that over a combo deck, uh, but self mill. You know, you're seeing the top card of your library. You know what you're going to get next. If you don't want it, use a milliken, mill that top card, get a mana. Um, use something like uh, Cathartic Adept. 
a 1-1 one, one for 1 tap. Target player puts the top card of his or her library into his or her graveyard. Uh, so you, you have ways to manipulate it on top. So it's kind of, you know, even after it's configured, you can play the top card. Next card, something you don't like. You have a way to get rid of it. And you kind of have ways to move on. Now, Chev, when you said that, I, I, I had a thought. Because we, uh, last week, played a little bit of Modern. Mm -hmm. A little bit of Modern on our game night, the format Modern. Um, and a bit ago, never heard maybe of it. a year yep. or two ago. Yeah, never, n never heard of it. Um, there was a deck in Modern called Lantern Control. Ooh that functioned off uh, this card called Lantern of Insight that basically says both players play with the top card of their library revealed. And a few other cards that basically say uh, target player or uh, all players mill the top. Mm -hmm. uh, and basically the way this functioned was a prison deck where you could always see the top of your opponent's library. And basically you just controlled whether they drew that or not. You just made sure they only drew lands and nothing else good. And you basically locked them out of the game with like, you know, things that say they can't attack stacks pieces right etc until eventually you milled them out and you saying uh controlling doing some self-mill controlling the top of the library like that really got me thinking um you know if you had a lot of time and you really wanted to sift through everything i feel like you could maybe make a a version of that especially since a lot of that deck was functioning off have as much all these artifacts because we're playing things like mox opal and stuff right uh, reality right. shift so an artifact comes out on turn two um, you can see what's going on, so you can really control what's going on there. And then if you want to play things that let you see what your opponents are doing, that as well. So a bit of a long shot, but yeah, uh, something that I've always thought how... Uh, something that I've thought consistently is how can I port this deck that I like from XYZ format into something like Commander? Mm -hmm. um, you know, and get to play with as many cards as possible, really have to kind of stretch my brain in terms of yeah, I don't get to play four ofs, you know? Yeah. I think I think it's a fun challenge. Um, I, I think, like you said, it would be really cool to find a unique... Uh, f not, format's not the right word. Uh, right deck list or, or right uh, mm. idea and try and make this work for that. It would definitely be kind of a square peg and a round hole idea. Uh, but that just makes the, the overall deck and whatever you're able to build that much more interesting. So, you know, if you guys end up making <laughs> reality chip decks... Let us know how heinous they are. Uh, let us know how fun they are. Um, and yeah, I think I think that's it. There's there's not there's not as much uh, to really dive into with something like this because it's all going to be based on the ninety nine that you kind of choose with it. So currently, there are seventy reality chip decks on EDHREC.com. Already, it is the ninth. It is the ninth most built. The commander. ninth. That seems insane. So. Even taking out shrines and taking out the two uh, face commanders, we're looking at a list of thirty-one, um, or, or uh, thirty-one to thirty-six uh, legendary creatures from this set. For it to be the ninth sounds like a lot. I mean, it's higher than a bunch of the samurai commanders. It's higher than um, the saga commander. It's higher than the I, five color. Maybe dragon. we're missing something. Maybe maybe there's some some trick to the reality chip that we're not seeing. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look into it after the pod and see what's going on because if people are seeing what we're not, maybe I'll add like an addendum or something. Because I, I really, this card is flavor-wise, it's super cool, right? And it's interesting design space, but I just I don't see it doing right doing what you want to that in the much. All, All right, Chev, give this card a rating out of ten. I give it a man of war. Man of War out of 10? Yeah. 
good solid okay. ability uh not something that i would want in the command zone i want something a little flashier and also because it's a jellyfish and because it's a jellyfish all right let's get a new number can i interest you in the number 23 chev you can indeed so can i interest you in 16, doing the math to find out which number it 20, is? 23 ryu storm's edge uh two a red and a white three three legendary creature human samurai first strike whenever a samurai or warrior you control attacks alone untap it if it's the first combat phase of the turn there is an additional combat phase after this phase all right so right off the bat this is samurai tribal honestly mm-hmm. i would run it in ishin two heavens as one as opposed to my main commander i i think it just like fits in there and does a better job when you could potentially get two uh combat phases uh but it's a really cool card and it's going to be another one of the samurai or warrior sort of tribal commanders yeah um a few other things this can also be a voltron commander because this is a samurai it triggers itself um there are numerous samurai like i said with ishin there are numerous samurai in this they're kind of they're kind of their thing is they're like hey whenever a samurai or warrior attacks alone get a buff so yep. if you have a bunch of the, if you have five of those cards out that say do this do this and this you can put all those buffs on um, Ryu or whoever's attacking uh, since you're doing extra combat phases um, this as a Voltron is good um, things like Morag which buff things up yep. per extra combat phases are good also Exalted. Y'all remember might yeah. might remember that mechanic back from the Alara block. Uh, whenever a creature attacks alone, it gets plus one plus one, and then sometimes other things. Mm-hmm. So this is like a pseudo exalted tribal as well. Uh, I agree, Chef. I would just play um, Ishin, uh, just more colors. You know, having black black is very powerful. Yep. So just having black is good, and also all the triggers that you might get from. Uh, doing attacks alone tribal you just get two of them right uh with ishin so um yeah i think this kind of brings up one of the things of a lot of the commanders in this in this set because they're doing a lot of very niche mechanics a lot of the commanders in these are this is the commander for this and also yeah there's like four different legend there's like four or five different legendary samurais it's like okay this is samurai attack tribal there's like a bunch of different ninjas so it's like this is basically blue black ninjutsu sort of tribal um which is not necessarily a complaint because they're certainly filling niches that need to be filled and i appreciate that they're giving a lot of options or a lot of cards that would all go together in a deck Mm -hmm. but when we randomly roll the dice and we see also another Voltron commander. Um, I'm yeah. like, okay, give us, give us something a bit more. I, but, I well, think I mean, we'll just keep rolling the dice while, while it hurts our, you know, our content of this style. I think this is very good because of the, uh, 36 cards that we, we kind of have here. Uh, five of them of course are the Mioin. So you're, you're not really going to be putting those in the command zone a lot of the time, uh, cause they're just not worth it. And another one is the, the cycle of dragons, which, Again, all are legendary, all are pretty cost-effective and have an ability, but they're dice triggers, and so it's not really as interesting, and you have to like kind of work around that. Uh, maybe a Blade of Self sort of style again. But these yeah. are cycles of cards that probably aren't going to be your commander. Then you have uh, some cards that kind of would fit into the same deck, and you kind of have to pick who's in charge. And you have very few unique um, commander ideas. And I honestly think that's that's good. I like that. I like 
only two or three ideas coming out of each set because that prevents the commander pool from being too diluted um, at any given set time. So, you know, with AFR, everyone's doing a different thing. So many different avenues to look at. Something like, like this new Kamigawa set, while there are a lot of new interesting things to build around, there are enough that are similar that you're not feeling like completely worn out by looking at the different options that are available. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Did you want to give Ryu a rating? Ryu, I give a um, Ishin out of 10. Not not quite Ishin out of 10? Not quite Ishin out of 10. I, more, yeah. more uh, I open a Ryu, that's amazing. I can't wait to open an Ishin so I can put it in that deck. All right, now this one. We're doing one more. I rolled in the- we got that one more. Yeah, I think we should get. I, un- I mean, unfortunately, we've given things the- have been. Yeah. We we we've, we we're doing what we can. I mean, to be fair, we we really only did because we, we didn't do Ishin and we didn't do uh, Ryu. Really, that's true. So yeah. we're, we're at um, like two and a half. So let's let's bring it over. Actually, you know what? Line. I'm gonna roll one more time just because. I don't. I don't think. I, I don't think I want to talk about another. What do we got? Oh, you know, honestly, so first I rolled Jinja Taxi's Progress Tire, and I was like, I don't know if I want to talk about it, just like another, like, yeah. blah, mono blue. And then I rolled, what is this? Uh, 4, 8, 12, 16, 20. Why are there so many Voltron commanders in this? I just rolled Light Paws. It's just Light another pause. Voltron. Light pause, Light pause is a little interesting because of that aura's ability. Um, so you're able to pull them out of your deck. But I agree. It's it's a little bit one note. You know? It, the thing for me is it when when you tutor that aura, there's clearly a way to like chain auras here, mm-hmm. but when you tutor that aura, it has to go into light pause. So you can't play like the all oblivion ring deck. Right. Hmm. Or like the all, I mean, I guess it says whenever an aura. So if you played like your Oblivion Ring, then you would get to get like a, you play your Oblivion Ring, you get some sort of buffing aura on Light Paws, and then the Oblivion Ring removes the blocker so that you can attack in, attack in freely. I want to say that there's like, there should be like a combo deck. I'm sure there's something there. Um, I'm sure someone will find it. I'm trying to think is, is um solemn, like Solemnity in Those aren't Lives auras though. Aura. Yeah, no, I know. They're not auras. I wish... I'm trying to think if there's something, um, but I don't know. You know yeah, what? I, I have an idea, like Julie. Are you ready for the top secret idea I had besides um, the the one that you saw? Sure, let me know. So in we, we have a note sheet. Uh, we, we have a note sheet for every podcast. For, for the After Darks, it's very, very light. Uh, we just kind of give the brief idea for this one. It's the Kamigawa Triple IPA, the three brew. Um and, and then we have a link to the Scryfall query we were using. But due to my, you know, intense computer software engineer knowledge, I've hidden a second link in what looks like the first link. So why don't, Julian, you click on the word Mioin in the text that says Scryfall query, comma, all le- new legendaries. Specifically the word Mioin. And that'll take you to a list of all legendary creatures from the original Kamigawa block. If it loads. Scryfall is under maintenance right now. It is difficult. It was working this morning. 
wait, it was fine. It, it started, so I, it started so, acting up a little bit. So people listening as, as this is going, because this is all in real time and there's no editing here. No editing. We're lazy. I go to get ready. Uh, Chev's like, I'm going to, I'm going to be ready in like a half hour. Um, and I go to open up, I open up the notes, I open up Scryfall and it says Scryfall is under maintenance and is not available like at all. And I text Chev and I'm like, Scryfall is down. And he texts me back very calmly and says, ah, this might hinder our plans. But then it was back up. But now apparently it's timing out. It's not even saying that, uh, even, even our original query, I clicked refresh and it's, it's taking forever to load. So I think, I think my, so here's, my top secret plan might not have worked. Here's what we do. We do the unspeakable and we go to gatherer. <laughs> we go to gatherer. Can we figure out how that works in time? Yeah. Yes, I can. Um, I have used gatherer quite a bit actually. Why? Because this was before, this was before that I knew Scryfall existed, Ah, like, you know, like five years ago. Yeah, before. Um, All right. You know what? Just because it's easiest, we're just going to only look at the cards from Champions of Kamigawa. Perfect. Um, Because. You can do a block search, uh, but I don't know how that works in Gatherer. Yeah, it's, that's way too much. Type legend. Type legend. All right. Do you just do it? Do I just. What do you want me to do? I want you to roll just a number. Roll a number, or just pick one randomly, and I would never know the difference. All right, I'm just gonna roll a number. How many? Does it tell me how many we have? Eighty-five. What? Oh. I hope this doesn't include like legendary artifacts. It probably does. So All the right. problem um, with that, and what I tried to do in the the query. Oh, it came up. Hundred and two. Pick a number. Random number generator between. All right, hold up. One and one hundred and two. 70 70 okay so that is uh on this page that i'm currently on so we have um 64 68 70 is a yobi who split the heavens oh a seven mana uh... (laughs) three six legendary creature spirit flying whenever you play a spirit or arcane spell put a three three white spirit creature token with flying into play so not the most intense legendary creature we could have gotten, but a, a fairly solid one. Um, this is obviously going to be a mono-white token deck of sorts. Uh, you're probably not going to be focusing too much on arcane spells. There are very few, let alone... Well... What? I was going to say, uh, arcanes, because you can continually cast uh, splice things onto them, um, That's true. You there don't might be a way many. to have mm-hmm. continued uh, card advantage. Let me just look up. There is... So... All right, well, Scryfall's probably not going to work. Never mind. Um, but <laughs> There's a few, but you're probably going to be more focused on Spirit Tribal. And where Spirit Tribal yeah. really benefits is we've seen a lot of support for Spirit Tribal in recent sets. Starting with Call Time at the beginning of last year, one of the two pre-cons had a Spirit Tribal theme, the Fortel one, obviously. Oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. And then we saw more support for Spirits because I believe it was even one of the four Commander decks to come out of the sort of... Um, so Innistrad it was micro the, block of last year. It was, I think a vow yeah, had a, a spirit. Stand. There was a blue, the blue white precon in vow, as well as spirit support in mid and vow sets yes. proper. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. an example of that, uh, from one of the commander decks, drog skull reinforcements, four mana, two, two spirit soldier with melee 
Other spirits you control have melee. And if that is whenever this creature attacks, it gets plus one plus one until end of turn for each opponent you attack this combat and prevent all non-combat damage that would be dealt to spirits you control. So as an example, like we're getting very interesting with what benefits we give for tribal. It's not just buffs. It's not just uh, cost reduction. So now that we're in, you know, giving actual abilities, if you were able to consistently cast maybe a spirit every turn, you're building up this this massive amount of spirits you're giving them benefits this this could go wide uh and powerful very fast i think something else that you could do is since this is just uh whenever you cast you can do things like uh cloudstone curio and stuff so that it doesn't matter if you're just casting a one mana spirit over and over and over again you're building up these also these are three threes and they fly as opposed to the one ones that don't fly normally from kamigawa or the one ones that do fly from every other normal set. stuff. And then if you want to play things like uh, Cathar's Crusade, um, uh, Intangible Virtue, all creature tokens get plus one, plus one, and have Vigilance. Um, yeah. I think you can really build up. One, one thing that White does incredibly well, even though we kind of dunk on White generally, White does, hey, do you want the biggest and baddest army? Mm-hmm. Uh, because we'll give it to you, mm-hmm. you know? And then you play things like True Conviction. Now everything has Double Strike and Life Link. It's like, you literally can't die if you get to that point. The hard point heart is that you're in mono white and your commander costs seven mana. Yeah. But, um, Julie, but Julian, do you know what things card have been pretty that, good uh, in terms of Do you know a card that we would never actually condone except in a deck like this? Tell me. Selfless Spirit. Two mana, two one, flying, sack it, creatures you control get indestructible play that oh that's for you've sure. got a two one you've also got a three three from that with your commander out of course but even if you don't this is a way to protect all those tokens you build from something like a wrath of god that is going to be very bad against uh these kind of decks but luckily you know now we have teferi's protection and other ways um what's the other one guardian of faith i think from afr uh when it enters yep. any number of other target creatures you control phase out so you you have ways to protect your creatures now in white thankfully but every little bit helps Chef, why would you do that when you can just pay zero mana for Flawless Maneuver and give all your stuff indestructible? It's Freaking... Shut up, Julian. The Ikoria cycle. Am I <laughs> right? Can I get a fierce guardianship? Oorah. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> oh, I give this card a... Um... If people have seen uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion, I give it an Ava out of 10. Uh, if people have not, I, I give this a uh, giant scary bird skeleton out of 10 yeah yep i think i think that's that's pretty solid all right bet um pop question chev are there any are there any uh neon dynasty commanders that you are itching to build so we we cover this a little bit um in in our our normal podcast as we do our prime picks and our favorite commanders I think the mm-hmm. two for me that are standing out the most from Neon Dynasty. So, as I mentioned, I want to get the the red-green commander deck. Uh, Chisuro sounds cool. Uh, the other one that's something about goading ab- other creatures, whatever, doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Both of those are interesting. Oh, like the giant pig, right? Right, it's the giant pig. But I am more interested in the green cards that care about modified and can make Hamza more of a beast. So... I'm, I'm not really interested in those. What I am interested in, though, is the uh, Sultai Enchantress Commander. Uh, it's the Toad Rider, who, if you don't control mm. this 3-3 Toad when you cast an enchantment, make it. 
And then the Toad has the ability, whenever you cast an enchantment spell, each opponent loses one life and you gain one life. And then I believe you can pay two mana to give your uh, Toad and a creature you control super jump, essentially. can only be blocked by flying or reach. So I find that kind of interesting. I like it because Sultai has not had a enchantment commander yet, and there's a lot of really good black enchantments. Normally you see Dance oh, for, sure. for enchantment. So being able to, you know, Necropotence... Um, uh, the Phyrexian, whichever one you played last night, Julian, that's like, you know, you get stuff back from the graveyard. Um, oh, uh, Reclamation. Phyrexian right, Reclamation. Phyrexian Reclamation. You, you have a bunch of low-cost black enchantments that are very good. Uh, Undercity Market, uh, Black Market, uh, all those kind of things. So that would be a very cool yeah. build. But I feel that you'd, you'd quickly fall into the similar things of Bank Commanders because a lot of the enchantment pieces are green. So you'd have the same sort of core of... Um, I forget all the names, but, you know, a bunch of them that when they enter and you cast an enchantment, draw a card. So you're going to have a lot of those same things. You're going to have a couple of the enchantment pieces from Modern Horizons 2, like the one that's an enchantment creature. Tap it, add mana of any color equal to the number of enchantments you control. All that kind of stuff is very much in the same doghouse, so I would find that a little bit one note. So I've been looking at the new Hidetsugu, uh, I think All Devouring or something like that. Uh, I believe it's a four mana something but you tap a black uh sacrifice a creature scry two or you can tap two in a red and it to exile the top card of your library if it's a non-land card uh deal that much damage to target a pump to any target uh you may play that spell this turn so i find that incredibly yeah. interesting it's an interesting spot in rakdos i'll go a little bit more into it on the other podcast uh but i think it's a very unique place to build that is more interesting and harder uh, to do right than Prosper, who would be the other, you know, exile Rakdos commander. Hidetsugu does it a little more interesting with a, a, a fun take as opposed to just make a bunch of treasures, in my opinion. I really like Hidetsugu. Um, so we're recording this right after I just finished uh, doing a majority of the editing for the story episode, which... Um, well, it actually came out earlier today, and I finished the editing this morning. But um, I, uh, I want to know what's going on with Hitsugu. He literally didn't come up in the main story. I thought he was going to be the bad guy, and he's got like he's got like that crazy mythic rare saga where he's looking like real yeah. freaking nasty. And he's nasty. the one who gets all this, like, the weird going neon on? treatments. Like there's that five treatments of Hitsugu this time, where like one is yeah. specific to stores yeah. or whatever. I think we might see something. So the story finished coming out before cards started being revealed about a week ago. But we've started to get story supplements, which is something I kind of talked about a couple podcasts ago of what I was hoping for from this set and what we're seeing where there's the main story that comes out, but then there's filler story because we don't have a block to kind of tell what our return to Kamigawa is. We have a set. So we need filler story or other side stories to kind of pull it out. I think and I hope we'll see one for Hidetsugu. Uh, kind of, you know, what the demon worshippers have been up to. Where Where is this sort of mythical ogre afterworld underground kind of going in a world where the main conflict now is technology versus tradition where where are my good old demon worshipers you know yeah i don't know i would i would love to hear about him because he he's kind of like i don't know he was looking pretty gnarly and mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. you know as much as i like the phyrexians and tezzeret like i would have would have like hit it to, to lay the beat down right like, all I'm saying so. 
is I got a box of uh, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty coming my way. I'm saving some of the packs so us uh, and the, the rest of the boys can do a uh, Neon Dynasty draft, you know, when we eventually get back together for another Olympics or something like that. But in the rest Ooh, of the yeah. packs, if I get a Neon Art Hitotsugu, that deck is coming next. Without a doubt. Dude, that's hype. That's very hype. All right, Chev. I think that's what we got. You good? Yeah. Wait, I got I got to update you and the listeners. So I'm looking at the the reality chip decks on EDH Rec. Mm-hmm. It's precisely as we predicted. It's just all the good degenerate blue cards, <laughs> and then like a few that are like, "Hey, mill the top card of your library because you don't need that land right now. You really need a Thassa's Oracle." So. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's. I mean, gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, if you're playing the reality chip, you're already down enough. You know, you gotta you gotta go to the low. Yeah, if I'm going to play a disgusting mono blue CDH combo deck, yeah, I want my commander to be a legendary artifact creature equipment jellyfish. Mm-hmm. I, it's better. I, I would much rather lose to an incredible combo blue deck with the reality chip in the command zone than Urza. I want to see a jellyfish take me down. I'm going to hate it in the moment, but looking back, I will gladly take death by jellyfish over death by Urza. Every day of the week. Get, get bzzzed. And I'm just thinking of finding Nemo. Oh, ooh, yikes. Those, those jellyfish are, are not out not out for prisoners. That yeah. Anyway, shall we go to bed? 